Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. I'm Jamie Allison, and we speak to um, high performers from a bunch of different fields, different niches, different aspects of life, and people that are doing big things in their area of expertise. And and we ask them questions and um, find out more about what they're doing so that you can use those different tips and techniques and things that they've done in their journey and apply them to your own lives. Um, I know today, that we have one of those people that uh, we're going to get some real gems from today. Just before we jump into our regular interview, uh, obviously, if you've been um, following the podcast for a while, you know that um, we uh, we ask a lot about goal setting and some of those things. And most of our, uh, our guests talk about um, what they've done from that end. And one of the things that we've done to help with that, if individuals are into looking into kind of how to um, how to either journal or, or be able to go through and set their own intentional goals is if you go to our Instagram page, which is big idea underscore big moves. Um, and uh, on the bio page, you'll see the full focus planner, which is something that we uh, have connected with um, Michael Hyatt's program. And uh, it's just something that you might be able to use to be able to help kind of think through some of those things. So, um, so jump onto that and, and see if it makes sense for you. Um, the other one is, um, as the, uh, the workforce is changing, and people are getting back to work, or things are changing with your own businesses, if you happen to be a um, a business owner. Um, Epitome HR is one of our connections as well. And they have an HR assessment right now that you can go on and, and find out if there are things that um, can help you with moving that forward. And their website is www.epitomehr.com. And if you jump on there, um, you can take the assessment or just look around and see if that makes sense for you. They've been a big supporter of ours and, and we want to make sure that uh, if it is something that makes sense for your business, definitely jump into that. Um, so today, really happy to have Alicia Bell with us today. She is the founder and CEO of uh, Train It Right, and that's a personal training business. And I know she also has a track um, piece uh, attached with that that we're going to talk about as well. Um, she's a kinesiologist. She's been a university track and field coach, a nutrition expert, and an IFBB figure pro. She's trained everybody from Dwight Howard to Drake's mom um, and has a huge social media following as well and sponsors uh, sponsors sponsorships that go with that as well. And, and a number of big international brands have been connected with her. Um, she has uh, definitely been, um, you know, in countless magazines, whether it's on the cover or featured inside that. So you'll, you'll probably recognize her if you're seeing the, the video portion of this as well. Um, and as we know, she is a very busy person. So thank you very much for taking the time, Alicia. I know, uh, um, you know, it's it, fitting us in is, is a big deal. So thank you so much for that. No problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Um, so, I, I mean, I think probably the, the easiest thing to start with is is you have, um, as we mentioned, a, a real kind of eclectic background and, and real kind of athletic background and some of those things. Can you work us through a little bit about your journey to getting to where you are now and just um, help us see that background and where, we, where you came from? Okay, long story short, um, I started out in high school, well, elementary, honestly, playing every sport under the sun, but I really in three sports, I guess, track and field, basketball, and soccer. Um, I ran track uh, for my high school and kind of won everything in the province from the 100 meter to the 400 meter, no relays because I was the only person on my high school track team, um, <laughs> but uh, for like four years straight. And then I went on, ran track in university. I, I decided against basketball and soccer I was good at both of those sports as well like very good I played, played on the provincial soccer team in Canada and then um, I decided to just up and 
choose track because when you went to university you had to choose the sport yeah. so chose chose track ran varsity track um and took kinesiology i took a bachelor of science in kinesiology from dalhousie university yeah. and with dalhousie funny enough there's different streams in the kinesiology program and it's science science based but there's um coaching stream um there's uh the two other different streams, like I can't remember now, it's so long ago, I'm dating myself, but um, <laughs> one was coaching and I ended up taking the coaching stream. So I got a lot of my NCCP, so my coaching certifications within my university courses for credit. Yeah. And I started coaching my university track team um, while I was taking my degree. I was coaching the club team. So I was coaching the youth athletes from high schools, local high schools that joined our club. And I kind of fell in love with coaching and after university, instead of going on to get my master's or going on to physiotherapy or medicine, which a lot of people use the Dow program as an entry program into um, becoming a doctor or a physiotherapist or even a dentist because of such scientific background. But um, I decided to start personal training and coaching and I was working as a kinesiologist for a really long time. Um, and still running track. I moved from Halifax to Ottawa, where the best club in the country is, Ottawa Lions. Trained with the Ottawa Lions, coached at the Ottawa Lions, was trained by Glenroy Gilbert, who's the head coach of mm-hmm. the Team Canada. I worked with him, worked along with him. Coached a bunch of teams at Nationals for Provincials. Um, so at each province sends like a team to na- Nationals and I get to coach the Provincial teams. Um, eventually ending up coaching Team Canada and yeah. then um, coaching York University. And then I went on to be the head coach of Ryerson University. Um, and I, I was, you know, getting that competitive itch because I devoted so much time to like coaching and learning and teaching yeah. and, you know, doing personal training on the side while I was doing all that, that I wanted to focus on myself. So I was contemplating like um, kind of, you know, making it back into track as like a master's starts in your thirties for track. So I was like, Oh, I'll do master's track. Yeah. And then um, I had an illness and I had to have chemo for it. It wasn't, I had a tumor, but it wasn't a cancerous tumor. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always that like athlete, like person that like always had abs and like whatever. And the chemo treatments kind of made me like puffy and stuff. And my friend competed in bodybuilding and she was like oh you should compete you're in the gym all the time and I'm like no it's too subjective I like it when people cross the finish line and like win like I'm not about that like I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be, be judged like subjectively and then I was like but I need a goal so I was like fine I'll do it and then um I started my first prep when I was still going through treatment finished the treatment finished the prep did my first show and then after my first show it's kind of like hooks and I was like I didn't win. I was like almost dead last basically, but I was in the wrong category. <laughs> my first show I was in the completely wrong category. I was like trying to be bikini because I love bikini. Like I love the posing. I love everything about my body. So you need to do, you're going to grow muscles. So, um, <laughs> I, so then I got the bug and I was like, well, I want to win. Like, why, why can't I win? There's no reason why I can't win. And then I was just like, going to get my pro card. So I got my pro card pretty quick once I decided the right category. It took yeah. me less than two years, pretty much of, of competing and some people work their whole lives and never get their pro card so luckily I was with the track background and lifting I was definitely like set up like very well like I'm, I wasn't starting from scratch I had a great base and then once I just honed in on the bodybuilding type thing my body was like okay let's do this and then I got my pro card pretty quick by winning the first Canadian nationals um um so that was fun and um yeah. it was, that was tw- 2018 2019, I did my pro debut, and then COVID. So yep. here we are. Um, <laughs> um, <Boo. laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of like 
most of it in a very quick summary. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, you, you've kind of talked about how recently things have changed because events just aren't happening the same way and things like that. I did notice that you, you've really focused a lot on, on some of your online stuff and, and online training and things like that. Have you, have you found that that's been kind of a, a, something that you've transferred to for a while while this has been happening? No, you know what? Uh, in probably 2016, I switched my entire business anyway to yeah. online. I barely had, and like, I have a higher rate for in-person because I, I used to do it from like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, you know, yeah. coaching in between. So I was like working all day, but um, I kind of lost the passion for the in-person um, because it's draining, especially when you compete and you're dieting down and then you got to stand for eight hours instructing people and be into their training and yeah. like give them you kind of have to give everybody your everything like physically and mentally when you when you uh in-person train because people tend to dump their problems on you too so yeah. it's a lot on top of prep so when I started competing I was kind of like I don't I just don't have it in me I'm not interested in in-person because yeah. a lot of times you can train somebody like 10 million sessions and they're still not gonna go home and eat the right foods and whatever and they're going to party on the weekends and they they try and make it up by I get to see my trainer on Monday and it's like well we're not making any progress it wasn't as rewarding as me so I was doing these 12-week transformations in person where the clients would come see me three times a week and then I was giving them stuff to do on their own including diet and whatever and then I just had people start asking me you know like can I just get online can I just get online I'm like sure and then I just kind of just everything went online and that was like 2016 and yeah. the odd person that like I prep or something that is an online client will request like an in-person session for like for like a butt kicking but yep. yeah before all of this I was 98% yeah you were already so, there so and yeah, well and, and that's part of I'm, I'm sure how you've built this pretty big following right now that you know I know you do a lot of um, there's a lot of insights into your into your day and and even just you know your vlogs and and things like that um, where people get to see little snapshots of what um, a day is like for you and um, does that does that come naturally for you is that something that uh, you know was was easy to do yeah, well, I've always liked sharing. And I've said since I started, probably since I started coaching in university that I wanted to coach and I wanted to share everything because I don't want people to make the same mistakes I did. And I also find, especially like I share so much because a lot, of, there's like a false sense of like, everything's amazing and everything goes great and everything's perfect and everyone's shredded all the time. And it's like, well, people only showcasing their highlights and I kind of, I showcase it all. <laughs> like, no shame. <laughs> I'm going to completely blunt and honest, you either love it or you hate it. So it's like, yeah, it's just something that like, I've always made a promise because I don't want people to make the same mistakes I did. Like if I could go back and like have a coach, like I did in track, I'm pretty sure I would have made the Olympics, but I didn't, not, not that my coaches weren't great, but at the time they only knew what they knew. So yeah. like, I like sharing what I've learned so that people can be better and that I can help people become better and not make the same mistakes that I did or have more, coaching well-rounded coaching than I did I mean I had great coaches don't get me wrong but it's like yeah. there's some things that I wish that someone would have told me at that time so I want to be that person for other people so they can see the good the bad the ugly and like what mistakes not to make well and, and you have you have a big resume um, when it comes to kind of coaching designations and all those things. I mean, I, I didn't say them here, but if someone looks on your site, they'll see the 4,000 yeah. things that you've got attached to that. Amp. I actually, actually think I need to update it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, put pride, I've put pride on like, education and like continuing yeah. education because I don't know everything and I'm still always learning. Like 
I've had some great bodybuilding coaches, especially now, like I have a great coach and I'm learning from him. I like, I absolutely do not know everything. So I like to always make sure that I'm constantly like keeping up with like knowledge and things that are going on. Uh, did you find that, um, does that change how you coach people? When, like when you have coaches like Glenn Roy and, and, you know, and, and then also the things that you've learned, do you find that that you approach coaching somebody else very differently now than you might have a while ago? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's also every other, like, you know, there's, there's good and bad coaches, but every coach that I've had, whether it's been track or, or bodybuilding or like another sport have all had great qualities that I've kind of taken. Not that I'm like stealing their work, but like things and knowledge tips or, you know, things that I've learned and I kind of combined it all. And, with coaching it's all individual so like I might take a little bit from something I learned from one coach and something I learned on my own and then you know a a client that I've had previously that has a similar situation and kind of work that into like the new client it's kind of like you pick and choose like all these tidbits that you've learned and you're able to better serve your clients from the whole knowledge base that you have from everything yeah. Yeah. And, and so now when you're, when you're preparing for something that right now it's, is probably this weird time right now, is it hard to keep yourself motivated towards goals, not knowing very specifically where your goals are going for the next little bit? Um, well, I'm very like intrinsically motivated and I expect yeah. a lot of myself, but it's also now it's a lifestyle and it's mm-hmm. habit. So it's like, I just do it. It's not, it's not a question like there are some days where obviously like I have down days and I'm like oh man this sucks but like yeah. luckily for me uh, because I'm pro I've had access to all the facilities that I need yeah. um and realistically my life hasn't changed that much besides like the decision to be able to do x y and z whenever I want but it's like yeah. my day-to-day life hasn't changed any like I still get up do my cardio eat my meals do my work yeah. train like it's kind of like my day-to-day is like still the same so I have the discipline so you know it's been ingrained in me for like so long that like I mean not that COVID hasn't affected me but in but your routines are the same and my routine is the exact same like there's no difference yeah. now are you um uh are you one of those people who are driven by, like, if you know you have a specific date or a specific, um, um, you know, I guess achievement that you're going for, like, is that something that, that you're very driven towards or? Uh, I'm, I'm more intense if I yeah, have yeah. <laughs> like an exact date or yeah. uh, like a specific, I don't know. I'm very like competitive. So like if I oh, hey, really? <laughs> oh, I'm the, well, I'm the worst not the worst I'm the worst in the best way like I'm <laughs> everything is a competition like if you're eating chips next to me you don't know it but I'm trying to eat more than you like every <laughs> like it's yeah everything is a competition uh, okay so, so so here's a question with that then um it's funny because I I asked the question you'd know who Tia Toomey is um mm-hmm. so so Tia Toomey I asked her because she she has this um you know I think if you ask other people about her who don't know her really well, but maybe only know her from competition, they thought she was, she was quiet and all of those things. And I asked her, you know, are, are, is, is that who you are? And she said, she, the way she said it is, I don't think you should ever meet somebody for the first time when they're in competition mode, because <laughs> you are probably not getting their best self. And, okay. uh, it, and, and I guess that's, that's a question to you is that, you know, if you ask some people it's no, I'm pretty much the same. And there's other people that are, no, I'm, I'm ultra intense and probably not the best person yes. to be connected with at that point. 
Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like bodybuilding is such an individual sport, but there's a lot of like camaraderie. But like a lot of the competitors backstage are all like excited and wanted to like chat and catch up. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, if you remember Maurice Green. So he like paced in his yep. lane. Like I'm very like I have a Maurice Green like mentality when I'm backstage. Like I'm not there to be your best friend. I'm trying to beat you, and I'm in my own zone. So like, if anyone backstage comes up to me, they'd probably be like, Alicia's not a nice person. But it's like <laughs> I'm trying to win, and I'm trying to stay focused, and I, that's how I compete. And then like, talk to me after the show. Talk to me before the show. Be my friend on social media. Like we're good, but when we're backstage and we're like about to go on stage, like <laughs> I want to win. Yeah. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be your friend right now. But it's like I still love all the competitors. I compete again and respect them and everything. But like I have that game face of like Maureen screen pacing in the lane before the hundred meters. Like I'm pacing back and forth, or I'm in a corner by myself. Like I really like get self focused. Um, and I'd like to just like have that game face mentality. Like that, I've done that. I did it on track. I did it in basketball. Everything. It's like I'm just in, in you know, in basketball and soccer. Like when you're like warming up, I was always like the last in line. Like you know what I mean? Like like never like leading. Always trying to like just be do my own thing. Like in the back. So I was definitely yeah. meant for individual sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 how is that coaching then? Because that can be. I would assume there might be times where it would be frustrating if the other person isn't as as either dedicated or or have that same kind of mindset is that difficult for you um no because like all my athletes are so different and it's like I'm really good at like reading them and like what they need and like the, everyone's show day is different for them like you know a lot of girls like you know love being like chatty and like what that's totally fine yeah. whatever helps you have the best day like especially like because show day you've prepped like 20 weeks 16 weeks depending on your prep like you've prepped a long time for like that one day so as long as whatever you're doing you perform how you're supposed to and like you're enjoying the day like that's what's more important to me and they don't have to be like me like my athletes don't have to be like me that's not a thing but they do know what kind of coach I am when they sign up but yep but like I, I want them to enjoy their day. That's their day, and it's like however they they want to, you know, spend it backstage or whatever. Like yeah. that's totally fine as long as they get on stage and they do what they're supposed to. Like I'm a happy coach. Yeah. Well, and and so from a mental performance standpoint, because you've been in lots of different sports, and and running is one of those ones that for some people there is a real heavy component of of being able to kind of whether it's visualization or any of those things from your experience is that anything that you um like do you do anything special from that end do you coach anything special from that end or is it is it a little bit different for you um it's a little bit different for me like I do talk about like visualization and there's a lot of like repetition with posing and there's yeah. never too much you're oh as your body changes your posing tends to change so I work with my athletes a lot on their posing because I can pose different categories because I mean mm -hmm. like like I said like I love bikinis so yeah. um I, I'm able to help them with posing and they book posing sessions with me and it's kind of like it becomes autonomic autonomic like just like track like when you practice your starts or you practice your strides same thing when you practice your posing, it becomes autonomous, like you don't have to think about it and it yeah. just comes to you. So I do work with that. But then I work a lot, a lot of bodybuilding and a lot of prepping is very mental. Um, you have to be okay with being hungry and ignoring the signals from your body. 
Yeah. Um, you have to you have to learn your own way and how to like navigate that, however it may be. Um, so I I talk with my clients a lot like on how they can handle like that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, especially um other part is that you when you prep, especially if you do multiple shows, you get to a point, especially as a woman. I mean, I've been below six percent body fat and still didn't win my show, which is is crazy. Like I did a deck yeah. a week week before the show, and I was like below six percent. It was like five point oh. something, and wow. I didn't even I didn't even win my pro card at that show. So it's all about who shows up. But you you get so lean and you like yourself that way. Like you look great. You do photo shoots. You do all these things, mm-hmm. and then because you're a woman, it's not healthy to stay that lean, and it's almost near impossible to stay that lean for a very yeah. long time. You can only stand it for a little while yeah it's really hard to see see your body at like a different body fat percentage and even me like I struggle with that because like I love how I look shredded like I like my diet face like I like I like the photos that I take because like you know it's it's fun it's fun to look like that and and you know it's hard to transition and a lot of people just you know aren't prepared for that and Mm -hmm. then like um a lot of body dysmorphia like happens so I try and like help my clients with that and realize like there's a reason for each season in bodybuilding. Like you need to have that off season to grow muscle and it's beneficial, even though you might not like looking fluffier or harder or bigger or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's part of the process. So competing is not for everybody. So it's yeah. like, you really need to, before I take a prep client, I need to make sure they're in like a good place to like understand how it's going to work. Like there needs to be a good reason why they're doing the show and not just like aesthetically or using it as a weight loss because that's yeah. not not a sustainable weight loss yeah and it, and it is a mindset piece that you know they have to be in the right mindset as well uh, so mm-hmm. you did mention there and and i know it's different um at different times and as you said with seasons and all those things but from a nutrition standpoint just generally how how do you approach that for your for yourself and and how do you kind of um uh you know do that with your clients as well because that could be a difficult thing everybody's different honestly like what works for me like might kill 90 percent of people to be honest like my yeah. prep uh, according to bodybuilding standards are pretty miserable um, it's, not, it's not miserable to me because it's like what I need to do to get to what I look like but yeah. uh, so, somebody else would do what I have to do and diet how I would and they, they couldn't survive two days like yeah. some people can diet and get shredded on 300 grams of carbs a day some people cannot do carbs and I'm unfortunately fortunately one of those not carb people doesn't matter I've tried it I've I've tried, I've done everything. The only thing that seems to work is that, and I think I'm very well adapted to cardio from truck. So for truck, like you warm up for like 20, 30 minutes, and then you do all sorts of like different, like interval, your workout ends up being two hours. And then most people, you know, do 15 minutes of cardio and that's like their cardio workout. Whereas me, my body's like, so we're still warming up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and I have a, a really low resting heart rate. So to get into that fat burning zone, to get my heart rate up above 130, I have to do a lot of work. Like yeah. I'm like going hard where some people can just like go at a moderate pace and they are like are at 130. Whereas my heart's like, we're good. We're still warming yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've done Orange Theory and like yeah. they're like yelling at no, me. No orange for they're like, you. <laughs> they're like, you can go hard. You're not even in the zone. And I'm like the fastest one sprinting. And I'm like, <laughs> I am going hard. Like my heart is still, I, I rarely ever when I did Orange Theory would get into the freaking zone. Yeah. And they're always like, the instructors are like yelling. I mean, like, look how thin you are. You can do better. I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> like, 
not even there and I'm dying. Um, so it just goes to show like the variability where everybody is like super different, even when it comes to like diet, um, you know, training age, a running yeah. economy, like everybody is completely different. So yeah. sometimes it's a, it's a bit of trial and error when you coach people or I always base when I first get a client, no matter what type of client they are, whether they're lifestyle transformation prep, I always start the diet based on what they're currently eating because you don't want to change it too much. And sometimes even like small manipulations, like five grams here, five more minutes of party will make a huge difference for some people. Um, if you don't see that, then you keep playing. That's why I always say if you do a prep, uh, always a lot for a little bit longer than you think that it would take. My dogs are fighting. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, that's okay. Uh, always a lot for a little bit longer than you think it'll take, just yeah. if it's a new client because you don't know their yeah. body. But I have had, had clients that have done like multiple preps with me, and now I know their body and I know it works. So we can like hone in on a shorter prep because I know how their body works, I know how it responds. So it kind of shows like also like you might have an okay prep with your coach and a lot of athletes in the sport like will bail and be like it was the coach blah, 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 blah. but like you need to stay with that coach for a while so they can learn your body and then they, they, then it, it becomes like clockwork because the coach can just make a small adjustment and know what your body is going to do whereas if you get someone for the first time you don't really know it's kind of like okay let's this is our baseline let's see what works yeah. so um, so yeah, it's a relationship really, over time anyway, because it, it's, yeah. well, whether it's, it's just how to motivate and all of those things, but it is also knowing that person's body and how they react to different things, whether it's mentally or physically. Yeah. Um, uh, so one of the other things that you've, you've done a great job at, and, and it's probably a bit of a necessity in what, in what you do, um, is being able to kind of build a bit of a brand and, and be able to get sponsorships and things like that. Is that something that, um, like, do you, do you actively have to do all that? Is that something that's, that's, a, you know, a happy thing to do? Because a lot of the times, you know, that's hard when you're an athlete sometimes where you have to do this stuff at the same time. Yeah. Well, now, like, when I was an amateur, I, I very much stood out. So I was getting a lot of, like, brands coming to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't have to do that. But actually, let's rewind the clock to about 2005. Yeah. I started a blog. A blog yeah. And it was a different, different name. And it, but I blogged about health and fitness and, like, working out. And, like, um, I would buy, like, fitness magazines, like, truckloads of fitness magazines. This was before, like, it was, like, you know, it was when fitness magazines were more popular and you used to cut out workouts and do the workouts. Yeah. I would go through the magazines and look at the product and do a review or do like a, a press release, I guess, yeah. of any product, like a band that I saw that I thought was cool. Then I would go on the internet and Google the company. And I'd, yep. My dogs are killing Adonis. <laughs> And Adonis, that's you. <laughs> oh no, and 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 Samson. Um, but I I would Google um I would go to the website or I would Google um the owner of the company or the CEO or the head up. So I would skip yep. all like the secretary. I wouldn't email the admin. I would find out who owned the company. And yep. I'd be like, hi, hi, my name's Alicia Bell. These are my social media channels. These are the followers I have. These are the views I have on my blog. I'm really interested in reviewing your product. And yep. so I would get like my first sponsorships or first like products like of, of companies that I would have like a relationship with came from me reaching out because I would see them and be like, hey, like, you know, I really like your product. I read about it here. Like, and then that kind of started like that. And I got like, even before I was a competitive like bodybuilder yeah. and I was just like, an average trainer, you know, just, you know, training my clients. Like I was working with a lot of brands 
Um, yeah. And I mean, I got New Balance. Get, like this is when I was, I was, I guess I was the, like an influencer. Yeah. Um, New Balance reached out to me. Puma reached out to me. Yeah. Uh, Garnier reached out to me. They were all reaching out to me because they, they found me on social and I was doing like a lot of influencer stuff. So yeah. um, it just was about me just like putting myself out there at first. And then yeah. they started coming to me. Yeah. And it just becomes, once you get one or two big ones like that too, right? It, it yeah. kind of starts to compound after that as well. So yeah, like I'd have, I've shot, the, I, I did a commercial for Nike, but they canned the campaign. And yeah. they own the right, the right to the footage. So like, I can't even like show anybody. <laughs> I mean, I have it, but yeah. like, I did it. I actual Nike campaign, but Nike can campaigns like left, right and center all the time. Like, yeah. they, like I got paid, paid for it, shot it in LA. Can't do anything with it because it didn't come out. Oh. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then I signed an NDA with like a company about like a product that they're coming out with. And then we shot the whole campaign. And I don't know if they're ever going to release it. Like, so there's all sorts of like weird behind the scenes that like you yep. get paid for it, yet you do, but they decide not to go forward with yeah. it, but they have it like in case like something changes. But it, it doesn't, you can't promote it yourself or any of those things until you, until it's actually released. It. If it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, like some of those ones that I've signed the NDA is like, uh, that was a seven year NDA. I'm like, oh, it hasn't <laughs> come out or anything. And I'm like. It hasn't even been a year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I mean, that who's to say like next year or in the next seven years? Well, I doubt after seven years they'd come out with it because the footage would be old and the pictures would be really old. But like, <laughs> yeah. But you never know. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's how it goes with some of these things. But, um, but in many ways, I mean, I think that's, that's one thing that that really has has grown your own personal brand. I mean, I'm sure it brought lots of other opportunities as well. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we, we always do is we ask everybody, and, and it's kind of related to that, is that a lot of people do want to build their personal brand right now. And you have this big personal brand and it, it has helped you kind of leverage some of those things. If there are two or three things you would suggest to somebody who really wants to be able to do that for themselves, whether they're in your industry or, or another one, um, are there a couple of things that you would suggest they, they could do? Um, definitely. I feel like the more platforms you are on, the better. Um, because I've learned that there's different demographics in each platform, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. And like, I find a lot of the people on different platforms don't follow me on other platforms. Like when I don't post YouTube videos, I get emails from people asking if I'm okay because I haven't posted, but I'm like, I post every day on Instagram, but they're like, oh, I'm not on Instagram or anything like yeah. that. So you want to make sure that you're putting content on everything. And because um, you never know who's watching what or where something may fall in like an algorithm for a company or anyone trying to find you to work with you. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure that you're on all the platforms. Like even me, it took me forever to get on TikTok. I mean, now I see why everyone uses it, but I just thought it was like for dance moves at first. Like, yeah. on the old, but, um, <laughs> and I'm, still, I'm still working on my content on that. I'm actually still trying to figure out TikTok, but I see the benefits and like, there's a lot, a lot of brand opportunities and people find, I find products and people and things that I follow based on like the TikTok algorithm that I have things that I like. Yeah. So there's millions of people on that. So that's a platform you don't want to like miss out on. But yeah, make sure you get on all the platforms and then also make sure that you're putting out content regularly. 
um, try not to go too long without putting it out. But there's also little tips and hacks that you can like learn to get with each algorithm to get yourself seen. Um, for instance, like if you post a picture, you should be posting it directly to your story and you can hide hashtag behind the picture so that people like in your story so that people find your picture also on the, the main page, but also through story hashtag. So it's kind of like these little tips and tricks. So I would take time researching kind of how each platform is working or algorithm. So that way you can get more views that way. And also, um, if you're trying to build your brand, you want to make sure that you find, I guess, your niche or your style and stick to that style. Um, because if someone comes to my page, they're going to know that I'm a bodybuilder, I'm a coach. Um, pretty much that's what you're going to go to my page and find. Yeah. Um, whereas if you go to someone's page and they've got like a picture of their dog and like i love my dogs but they now they have their own instagram but like, <laughs> a, picture, a picture of a dog and then their boyfriend and then they talk about how they coach people for like esl i don't know and so then it's yeah. like a mix of everything and then you're like well this isn't this is this is a hot mess like this isn't like like yeah i want to learn esl but i don't care about your boyfriend like they're gonna follow you because like you're putting out content that they're interested in so you want to make sure that yeah you maybe have a private page and then your business page don't put your whole life on like one page if that's your business page yeah. um so i guess that's that's probably a really good tip but also lastly no I that's guess, good um, this is great it. but it, it's uh connect with people so if you're you know you want to get involved in a certain issue like podcasting for yeah. instance um connect with podcasters all the time even no matter how big someone's following is usually people are nice enough and they'll help you out or, or like, you know, tell you how they got started or um, the platforms that you use. Like, I don't even know. I have a podcast. I don't even know if you know that, but yeah. it's literally yeah. just, this means, well, I haven't posted it, but that's another thing. I, mean, <laughs> I move. I have, I was blaming I moved and I haven't like whatever, but um, is, you know, like if you, if you have um, questions, even if you're not sure, like I started my podcast when COVID hit the first lockdown and I was like, it was something I always wanted to do. And I asked my friend who had a podcast and she's like, I watched this YouTube and then just did everything that the YouTube told me to do to start it. So I watched that same YouTube video and I just did everything the girl in the thing said to start it and it started. And there you go. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So like connect with people who are doing what you want to do, reach out to them, ask them questions. I mean, if one jerk ignores you, ask somebody else, because most people are pretty nice. Like if people ask me questions, I always get back to everybody. I mean, I might be a little delayed sometimes, but like I always respond to try, try and respond to like everything. So don't be yeah. afraid to reach out, reach out to somebody because like you never know if someone's going to like see it or whatever, reply, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's like, why not? So yeah, I, and so many things are like that, right? Like, I, I mean, yeah. you know, if people are starting a business, anything like that, I mean, there's lots of people that listen to this are are just uh, thinking, where do I start? And um, and so many times, it's reach out to the right people, and they'll they'll get back to you in most cases. So I, I think, yeah, you know, the true. what are they going to say? No, so you know, yeah, then you move exactly. on. <laughs> yeah, <I'm next. laughs> so what are the best ways? I mean, I know that you know you're you're active on lots of platforms and things. What are the best ways for people if they're they're wanting to follow your stuff and and be able to kind of look into your coaching? things like that what are the best ways to do that really easy everything straight across the board is train it right my email it's train it right at gmail.com or alicia at train it right .com. Yeah. website train it right .com. instagram tiktok twitter facebook everything train it right 
Makes it easy. Makes it easy. And what we'll yeah. do to everybody too is that we'll uh, we'll make sure that's in the show notes so people can kind of go through and, and take a look at your stuff. There's lots of great content on there. So so make sure that uh, that you're following. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that right now, regardless of the platform that you're on. Um, we have great guests every week, just like Alicia. So uh, um, definitely do that. And, and again, thank you very much for taking the time. And, and those tips, even just the tips at the very end are, are huge you know, for people. So thanks so much for sharing your journey and and, uh, and all that information with us today. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Okay. And we'll uh, talk again to everybody else on Big Idea, Big Moves.